I was born ready to do some podcasts. Hello, darkness, my old friend. How the heck are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. You're fresh from the um, the Jacksonville area where you did the Kraken. Yes, I met up with uh, some F3 guys down there right. and uh, participated. I couldn't participate entirely. I'm 16 miles is beyond my knee's ability at yeah. this point still, uh, but uh, participated in the uh, some of the pain stations. Did you check such. in with F3 Saigon Sam? Oh, very much so. Good. Indeed. In fact, uh, Saigon Sam and a small group of men, we had uh, dinner on Friday night. Good. And, uh, and then we crackened in the morning, uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a good trip. Did good you trip. check in with the nation's Bing? Uh, no, they're a little far away. He needs to cross the peninsula whenever uh, you're... You know, I, if you are... I said... I, I, if, you, if you are south of, of the Georgia line, Right. If you enter the, the you sovereign, come to me. the sovereign soil of the state of Florida, yeah. Bing, Bing should come to you. You'd think. Actually, I just forgot, forgot for a second. I used yeah, sorry, just, sorry. <laughs> just for a sec. Yeah, just for a second. Sorry, Bing. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. You're not anywhere near that. Yeah, but uh, no, it was a good time. It was a good time. Good. There was, uh, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 103 registrants. And uh, I believe around like 75, 80 guys. I heard the weather up. turned a little nasty. It was super cold. It was like 26 degrees mm. uh, and windy and kind of a misty rain kind of thing blowing around. It's cold for jacks. It was very cold for jacks. But, it, was, uh, it was cold for anywhere, but it was uh, super cold for jacks. And you didn't go in the water, though. Did not go in the water. And yet there were still some uh, Titans who ran it shirtless. Okay. Like men. That's the way it should be. Yep. We got so we had several uh, guys who that was their first uh, F three experience. So we named some uh, friendly new guys while we were down there, which was great. Yeah, that was good. And uh, yeah, it was all around. It was a it was a solid time. They involved the local Ruck Club in uh, participating, which right, was good. great. Nice is that a to, Go Ruck Ruck Club? It is. Isn't okay. it? Yeah, yeah. Go Ruck. Because I uh, listened to forty three when you interviewed uh, Jason McCarthy, who is the founder CEO. Yeah. And vision caster for uh, the Go Ruck Corporation, and now the Sandlot effort. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I was amazed at how many, how many things we have in common. Yes. A lot of things in common and, and pretty, pretty darn aligned on a lot of mission kinds yeah. of stuff. And okay. I mean, he wants the same thing we want, you know, he wants, he wants people to lead. Yeah. Uh, he wants America to be strong. You know, Simple. I mean, you can't, can't really argue a whole lot with that. That's what a mini Vincent Jury wants. That's what I think. So here we are in the PZ once again. We got the Rodecaster Pro is fully lit, and we've got a bowl of plastic would, lemons. Would you like a lemon don't to start? Need, I don't need a lemon to start. Okay. All right. Well, they're uh, right here if you need them. Walked in here. We were supposed to start at 1500. There was a, a group of millennials. Yes. Or Gen Zs, or I don't know what they uh, were. I don't know what they were. Or what they are doing, but they're podcasting. Because uh, this podcast is, uh, this is my second podcast of the day. Yeah, you mentioned that like you had a podcast earlier. Who, uh, whose podcast was that? It was uh, the podcast of the guy from uh, Sarasota. As a matter of fact, not Jack Mac. Totally forgot the uh, name of the podcast. But uh, when it comes out, uh, we'll, we'll promote it. I will say, won't you listen? Yes. Although, if you're an F three guy, I'm not sure it would be all that interesting because it was just about the origins of F three. Which, if you've been That's around for a while, interesting. you've heard it. You know, is it a a, a PAX with a podcast, or is it just? It a, sure is. And oh, I'm going to okay. tell you. I'm going to look it up because I like to be accurate, and I have. I like my, accuracy. Accuracy Sometimes. is uh, always a good thing, and you know, if you can manage it, otherwise, truth nuggets will do. This one is called uh, Success Coaching Lead Sell Grow Podcast Boom. Interview with Eric Kanavalov. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, Kanavalov was the interviewer. Yeah. Oh, that guy's fantastic. Yeah, his great. name is um, 
Schmidlap or something. No, no, it's like uh, it's like killer juice. I can't remember his name. Yeah, because he's a Marine. He's a <laughs> yeah, a well. He's a hard charger. Yeah, he's a hard charger. He's enjoyable. Uh, hour of yeah. uh, podcast revelry. Sonic Boom. That's his name. Oh, it is Boom. I yep. wrote that down. Sonic Boom. Sorry, yep. Boom, if you're listening. It took to this. me a minute. Um, I listened to uh, on the way over here. Uh, I was listening to, as I often am on the way over here, I listened to uh, Stuff Worth Trying, the team. Ah, uh, very good. T Boy and the Daily yeah. Eye Job. I Interviewing will. the guys who run the F3 Nation uh, Twitter account. Is that right? Uh, and Instagram, which I didn't know existed. Yeah. And I uh, learned a lot from those guys. I'm telling you, they've got quite the crack team. Yeah, and, uh, they do. And, and it's probably some really good stuff to share. I will admit I am uh, I'm a little behind on podcasts. Well, you need to catch up because there's some good, some good ones. Good stuff, uh, including the Hunt for Wellness has been pretty good lately. Yeah. Bones knows his stuff. Yeah, Bones got branched out a little psychological stuff here two podcasts ago. I had a guy... Uh, working his way back from some personal stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, but uh, you know, it was, it was good. I, I'm a high, high high believer in that, and of course, the uh, circle trusted was is high quality as well. Always is. And uh, the nation's Nantan was uh, on uh, C-SPAN f- featured on the span. Span was um, span taking notes and getting Spancast. out of the way. Cast, yeah, yeah, the span cast, so, yeah, good stuff. Good, the, the family, the nation as well. Yeah, the nation as well. Yeah, the nation as well. <laughs> and with that. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. (laughs) And And we're we're back. back. (laughs) We're putting the band back together. What would you say you do here? We're on a mission from God. Who is the minivan centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together, fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the Minivan Centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The Minivan Centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle, and seeks to stay in the fight. Stupid. Just so stupid. I don't know Did why. you listen to the uh, reprise of, uh, or the redacted version of uh, Groups? No. No, on I haven't the, listened, uh, yeah. On 43 Vintage, is that what no, we're like, I don't know what we're calling it, but yeah, that, yeah. I think they're calling it the Q-Source podcast One now, uh, thing I like about listening to that, you know, besides the sound of my own voice, which Naturally. is alluring to everyone, is it's a good, it's a good accountability check. Oh, yeah. Make you know, sure you're being consistent. This, I think we did that, laid that down two years ago. Yeah. And see if I'm, I'm being consistent. Yeah, I mean. And depending on which one he's playing, too. It might be two or three. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't know which one he chooses. Yeah. Who does that, Kitty? Uh, or someone on said crack team. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really yeah, know. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of guys. It's kind of like the old days when you you would say, uh, you know, I'd say, like, who runs the nation's Twitter? And you'd be like, ah. Uh, when it was me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was just you. You're like, I don't I'll know. talk to that guy. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> but but much better. See, but now, guys. truthfully, I, I actually don't entirely know. Because after it was a bunch me, of guys. after it was me, it was you. Correct. For a while. And I used to say the same things. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll don't talk know. to him. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, I handed it off to uh, to Kitty, who very quickly 
got, got a team Italian behind. job and a team involved. Because right. why? Because he's smarter than I smarter am. Than you. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. All right. So yeah. uh, back to the business of the okay, century. That has nothing to do with entirely with, with this uh, burgeoning movement. The social movement of two. Of two. More. Two plus. Two plus. Two plus. Right. Two plus. Seen, seen some guys with it in their Twitter handle. Quite, quite a number. Yep. Yes, quite a number now. Yep. And, uh, and we are growing by the day. Well, that's good to know. Um, that wasn't necessarily my intent in writing all that stuff down, but I'm glad to see it. It's not important. I'm and, glad and, to see it's so valued. But I will, I, I will share something with you. Uh, just, I, w- I wish you would. I, <laughs> I know you've been waiting all week. Because <laughs> sharing is caring. <laughs> or so they say. Uh, so uh, I, um, as you know, uh, my my little brother has made a decision to uh, to leave the uh, the F Cam the, <laughs> the Church of Jesus Christ. He Latin. has departed Team Nelson. He has, and uh, and that's okay. There's the you know here there or or otherwise, right? Sure. So he so he now sometimes people he'll post some things like on Facebook or something like that right. that are kind of like a hey you know they're not anti church per se but but people take it that way yeah and i think it's out of an abundance of you know quote unquote concern yeah but people kind of attack you know they kind of get after him they're like why are you doing this and you know this that and well, we still believe and yada yada and he's kind of like now he, are these people he knows oh yeah 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 friends okay. and family well they're probably the ones that are most confronted by his decision i think so but i went and said i kind of drew a line in the sand because i was kind of tired of people picking on my little brother yeah and um so just in a minivan centurion-ish way, I said, you know, I, uh, I'm a subscriber to what we refer to as the Augustinian code. There you go. You hit him with the code. I did. I laid it right out for him. And I said, here are the essentials that I see. My little brother seeks to love and protect his family. Yeah. He's, and I said, in this case, I said, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he seeks to be an asset to his community and the people he serves. And I, because he's not necessarily... <clears throat> you know, the the third thing is it doesn't totally apply, but because um, he doesn't know anything about uh, centurion or anything like that. But I just said, and and he, he is in the army, though. Yeah, well, that's what, and so that's where I went. Yeah. I said, and so far as I know, he seeks to find. Uh, I can't remember how I phrased it, but basically, you know, he wants to bring people in, and he has uh, given you know uh, uh, taken an oath to uphold and defend the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, and I said, so those are the. Those are the essentials upon which I will base my uh, relationship of brother, um, you know, man, right. and all those kinds of things. And I said, and so basically, if you're not really focused on those essentials, and if you want to ask questions of why he, you know, like, hey, what what led you there, or that kind of thing, or have a, uh, an insightful dialogue with him, that's fine. But outside of that, no, there's re- I have really no interest. Like, please stop it. Yeah, Facebook's probably not great for that. It wasn't. <laughs> it blew up. Yeah, but you know, whatever. But the the point being, uh, it was it was one of the first times when I've I've been able to publicly say, you know, kind of, hey, look, here here's the here's the essentials that right. I see for this. You know, to your point, you know, we have to agree on empty tomb. You know the radical notions. If we want to be Christians together, sure, right. In this case, all I want to be is my brother's sure. brother. You know, so I you figure out what those essentials are, claim them, right, and then say the rest is uh, you know he has yeah. all the liberty he needs, whatever. And that's I'm just right. going to show love all the time because that's what you're supposed to do. 
And the ironic part about that is Tell me. for the people that are aggrieved by his departure from the FCAM, their willingness to continue to love him and allow him to disagree is far more reasonably calculated to have him return to the FCAM than to kick him in the butt on the way out. Right. Which is, I guess that's ironic, but... I don't, that's the best word I could think of uh, that we can say. On the, I don't know. It's, it is odd. It's, it's frustrating. I, but. I just, there's no end to the number of people who think that the best way to persuade someone who disagrees with you is to call him names. Right. To, to start out to with. To yell in his face loudly. To impinge his motives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To impute to him the worst possible motives for his behavior that you can possibly conjure up. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Kitty and I went back and forth, and it made me laugh because uh, Odell Beckham was a football player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, you know, when they were like, what school did you go yeah. to? He says he went to him University. University. And then I, more than one person saw it because I said, oh, who knew that Odell was right. an F3 oh, guy. guy? He went to him. You know, and then, you know, the question is, I guess he's getting some grief about it. It's like, what is he, is he talking about himself? Is he talking about, right. you right. know, God or whatever? It's like, I'll until you adamantly insist that I <laughs> see it otherwise, I'm just going to impute to you the best possible motives I, I, right? I can, right? So I'm just going to say, God. Sure. Yeah, well, if you want to convince me that no, what you meant was that men are should be dominant over women or whatever right. it is, I right. mean, okay, if you insist, but I would, <laughs> I would rather say, yeah. you know, you were mistaken, right? Right. Yeah. Or get to, or this is the if something if something's ambiguous and it lends itself to two meanings. Yeah, pick the nice one. Why not pick the one that's the most positive? Right. No, I'm, ex and that's the problem we have, isn't it? I kind of think it is. Yeah. yeah. I I I kind of think it is. Yeah. Because uh, the orist, of which we are all guilty sometimes, orism is an incredibly attractive. And, and negative philosophy. It is. And I, and it seems to me uh, that it is kind of the, well, I think we've talked about this before even, that uh, it's, it's sort of the default. Like our programming is kind of, we want to be right, we want to be arrived, we want to be, you know, be able to make one conclusion one time, set it and forget it, and move on with our lives. And then we never have to, you know, repeat or come back to that, sure. that thing again. Right. That's um, sucking on the fact funnel. You know, <laughs> is that in the book? Because I don't yeah. think that's in the book. No, it's in the book. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about uh, the difference between collision learning and, and oh le yeah, like yeah, didactic learning, yeah. like the way an orist would teach you is to instead of teaching you how to think and right. how to decide for yourself what truth is and what you know, instead of doing that, like presenting both sides of an argument, you know, whatever right. the right. the orist jams a fact funnel in your mouth and says <laughs> you swallow it all. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, no, that's right? right. I do right. remember that now. Yeah. You no, know, it's funny when I see colleges like we don't want this come person coming to speak because of their views. I'm like, that oh, so should dangerous. should be the reason that you want. Right. You know, if you think the views are dangerous and uh, should be discredited, what better way to discredit them and remove the danger than hosting the guy and giving him every opportunity to say it right. and, and push back, give him all the rope he needs. Yeah, and then right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, on that score, on the, on the freedom of speech score and the uh, agency score, right? Yeah. Being accountable for your own actions and, and taking right. responsibility right. for your own decision making, 
on all on these, and this is part of the reason that I wrote the book is because we are raising an incredibly fragile generation of people. Yes. That cannot be disagreed with that get no. their knowledge through the fact funnel. And they believe that if you do this, I mean, like, if you disagree, it's aggression it's, toward me. That's it's right. violence. That's right. Your words are violence. Your words are violence, right? Yeah. What? Which is, I mean, that's not a durable uh, way no. to be. You're going to be in trouble. Right. Yeah. But so as we've said before, you know, I, the minivan centurion is a man who has strong beliefs but loosely held. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to have an easy time getting him to, uh, you know, getting him to uh, no. release his grip on him. You just, you know, and and... and uh, at hominem attack isn't going to work. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I mean, you would, I don't care how many names you call me, you ain't going to convince me that the tomb wasn't empty without strong evidence. Right. Right. You know, I, I don't, it doesn't matter to what you call me. Right. And I, it's kind of, if it makes you feel good, fine, have at it. The thing is, is it never does make you feel good. Or if it does, it's like a, it's like a Twinkie makes you feel good yeah, for like yeah, half a second and then it's garbage. Auras are idolatry idolatizers of misery anyway. Yes. So when we talk about make them feel good. Like I was watching the, I don't know what protest it was in DC this last couple of days. It was either the March for life. No, it wasn't. It was the other one. It was the, it was, a, it was an anti, I think I knew there was, was a, there was an anti COVID demonstration of some kind. Oh, okay. And okay. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but they filmed some woman who pulls up in the midst of it where these people are, had signs up and gets out and just unleashes a a vitriolic tirade of I just misery. Yeah. You know, and I thought how hard it must be to go through life assuming that anyone who disagrees with you about COVID wants you to die. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Wants yeah. you to you, die. You're essentially a murderer. Right. Yeah. I mean, but we've heard you and this, all your loved ones. We've heard this from the start, right? Yeah, you're like, killing grandma. Uh, you know, I'm dubious about the the efficacy of cloth masks because right. you know the CDC said yesterday they don't work, right? And today and they say they will. So I'm yeah. dubious. Uh, I want more information. If you won't wear it, yeah. you hate. You are selfish, <laughs> and you hate your neighbor. I mean, <laughs> that's where you went right away. I know. Wow. Talk uh, about Oris being okay. the default position. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but orism. You know, you can find yourself in the gravity of it. Because we, it's it is our. It Human goes nature. along with the misery, but I was like, we just love being right. There's such a desire to be right and joyless in our rightness. Yes, it doesn't matter if we have joy as long as we're right. I guess we're justified, and that's you know that's kind of the irony of it, right? What we're really seeking is justification through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, right? That because we are now, right? I'm justified before God because He died for my sins, right? Right. So. If I don't, if I'm not fully bought in on that one, I got to seek justification somewhere. Sure. And so therefore I will just bathe in my rightness. Right. And unfortunately, it will make me more and more and more and more miserable <laughs> forever. But, but, but at least I'm right and justified. Yes. It's terrible. Well, uh, that's what we're pushing back on, right? Yeah. Well, and it's not even that we're pushing back, you know, and again, we talked about this, I think last week, but like, it's not even so much that we're just, we're pushing back and we're fighting against something. All we're trying to say is. Brother, I, th- I think there might be a better way to do this, and I invite you to come this way. Well, I think we're fighting a little bit. And yeah. Depends how you want to, you know, the word fight implies violence. Sure. But fight can also mean, you know, strenuous, uh, you know, and vigorous. We're, we're wrestling. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't even have to be a We're yeah. vigorously opposing. Yeah. Look, yes. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're vigorously opposing. So I did get a question. It's like, well, how are, how does, what's the linkage between F3 since I am one of the founders of F3 Uh-oh. and, and Minivan Uh-oh. Century? Uh-oh. No, I thought it was a, yeah, a, a that's good a question. reasonable question. It was a reasonable question. And I said, on this podcast, you have the president of F3 so and the emeritus. Is, uh, what are we doing here? This is what I said. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. we're, this is yeah. not in the F3 family podcast. And I guess right now we're speaking, well, I have no position. I, emeritus is a position, I suppose. So sure. I get, you know, we are nom, I am nominally and you are centrally in, yes. within F3 leadership. Yes. But we are speaking as private citizens on matters of, of yeah. public concern right now, right? Essentially, yeah. Right. And expressing our private, our, our personal opinions. Sure. So it's not a... I'm not is, speaking on behalf of. Right. So no, F3 is not a Christian organization. No. Nope. Empty Tomb is not essential to F3. Uh, no, not at all. Right. It's not not at all. Uh, nor is it essential that you believe that all men are created equal. Uh, no. I'd find it hard for you to, to find joy within F3 if you right. thought that way. But, yeah, you're going to struggle, right. but... Well, let's put it this way. You, you know, the, the men in F3... Uh, Dortmund are not obligated to uh, pay any homage whatsoever to the nice United States Declaration of Independence. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, nor are the men of someday F three Jerusalem uh, obligated to to yeah. tip, give a tip of the hat to the idea the tomb was empty. No, not of all. Right? Not of it. For yeah. them, it most assuredly was not. Right. So, uh, because of that, I you know I, I see somehow people are seeing some kind of disconnect here, but I, I want to respond to that and say this: F 3s mission. Right, mm-hmm. its purpose of its mission is to invigorate male community leadership. Yes, and my uh, personal mission, the one I personally pursue, is to teach and lead accelerating men in order to invigorate male community leadership. So yeah. it, it dovetails, right? Uh, pretty nicely. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and it should if you're you know devoted to to an organization. Right. Uh, so the word community there, to me, has extreme importance. Which is why it's central to a lot of the Q source, which it's which a is foundational the, principle, which is the F three, you know, it's the manual. It is the manual. Virtual leadership, leadership. virtually yeah. right. So community, right, voluntary, a, a group that's voluntarily living together. That for it's in proximity, but is not missional, right? Yeah. But but needs, and if you study the idea of teams, communities need teams, right? You know, dynamic teams to right. to advantage and to seek advantage and prosper, right? So the problem I was having. Or the problem I was seeking to solve with the idea of the mini event centurion is, what is community exactly, and how is it that we lead it once we're invigorated? In other words, mm. what is it we believe in? Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 is a, a community? And because I'm an American, sure. What? How do I see? How do I see community? And mm-hmm. how do I see leaders who who our assets to our community. So that's what got me writing that. And I think that somebody who has a different faith, you know, belief system mm-hmm. who says, for instance, and I'm going to, I know I'm going to do Jews and injustice here and say that they are monotheists who believe in the coming of a Messiah mm-hmm. who has not yet arrived. I don't, I hope that you're, you're not doing injustice. I think that's you're a, I think that's about right. Yeah, you're a, you're a half Jewish, right? I'm Jewishish, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you weren't raised in the tradition, no. So I, I do. You my know, understanding is also uh, the same as that. So if there's a Jewish fellow out there or a theologian who knows, yeah, wishes just to correct. Let it. me know if I'm wrong. That yeah. that that the idea of messiahship is 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 strong is, is a, a central part of of Judaism. Yes, but 
Jesus. We're still waiting. Jesus, and Christ is another word for Messiah. It's a Greek word, I believe. Jesus was not the Christ. I believe that is correct. Right. Yeah. And I. Yeah, they they are waiting yet. They're they're still waiting. And I, I don't really know what the Jewish viewpoint on who Jesus was. I guess it leaves them with only that he was a charlatan. Uh, or misguided. I believe that they, you know, that uh, I don't know. Maybe misguided. I, I, I don't think yeah, that they. Right. I, I think they believe he's a, a good moral teacher and, right. was a, and you know was a was a almost like John the Baptist preparatory. Sure, kind of thing. but right. if he's a good moral teacher, but he also calls himself the Son of God. Oh, believe me, I know. Right, it's but, problematic, yeah. right? Sure. And I don't know how Jewish people. I'd be wrong about that too. I don't know how Jews, if they do it all, reconcile reconcile that. And that's not really my point. Sure. Uh, my point would be that if you were a, a man in Jerusalem, a Jewish man in Jerusalem, <laughs> or I mean a Jewish man in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sure. Um, I would not, I would expect you, if you were in F3 or had believed in F3 principles, to be right alongside with me. And then we would be agreeing to disagree on whether the tomb was empty. Like, sure. Like because he'd be because respecting my belief. And I would, I would be respecting his right to not believe that. Yeah, because to be in community with him as an F three man, as an F three man, does not require one of those are not right. the essential. Those not one of the right. essentials. Right. The essentials are only the five core right. principles. Right. But a man who calls himself a leader, I believe, in his community, is obligated to express what he does in fact believe, like the essentials sure. of his belief system. Sure. You know, and and then the radical notions are one: how it is we got here, and how it's all going to end. That's the empty tomb. And in the interim, how best should we be governed? That's the concept of liberalism mm-hmm. that I believe in. Yeah, all and men are created equal. All men are created equal. Mm-hmm. Certain inalienable rights. Uh, so I I believe it's incumbent upon a, a a leader in a community, knowing that some people may not agree with him. That's fine but to clearly articulate what it is he believes. Sure. And that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. And that and 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 that's what I hope that I've done. Like you could read that book and say, well, I see what this guy believes. Right. And what is it you say you do around right. here? Or what is it you say you believe here? Right. Oh, fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's up to you. And, and what you believe is going to speak Shape to what, what you, you do. do. But yeah. Right. Um, but, but so now, and then it's up to you as to whether or not a, to accept what I believe if it's not what you believe, and B, whether or not you um, are willing to align yourself with someone who you don't believe everything the same way. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say something that's, I think, mildly challenging, although some people might be more than mildly challenged. I don't think the majority of men know what they do believe. In a... In a big sense or in a micro sense, like in the, all the details? In the essential sense. Ah, okay. I, I you know, I don't, I, I think that for a great many of men, many men who are members of churches or synagogues or, sure. or mosques or whatever, they're not sure. No, I, I, won't, uh, I won't disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. Because I think the evidence is bearing itself out right now before my eyes. In fact, in such a way that uh, where we started this podcast, right? You know, I mean, right. it, he, and he will openly admit. My brother will openly admit he's not sure. He doesn't. He do, he once, says, he right once now, believed, I'm, but now does yeah. not. And he's kind of a. I, I'm kind of teetering on this agnostic atheist's 
fence, and I'm not really sure. So something has happened to shake his belief. Sure. Or he never did believe. And that's that's what I was going to say is how deep was that? And he would say, I feel like I wanted to believe, and I kind of was going through the machinations. Okay, so he didn't actually but believe. I don't right. think I ever really made it down into my heart. Sure. And I thought, okay. Right. You know. No, I get it. Right. But the point being is that I, I, I'm agreeing because I see evidence of it, not just in him, but in, in, right. in a large swath of men, right. you know, who right. are leaving faith or leaving sure. organizations that they once belonged to, or, or, you know, there's some guys who come at me pretty hard sure. in F3 even and say they're right. leaving because of, you know, whatever. So the idea of radical notions is not to say that you must have developed as firm a belief in these radical notions as you and I have. Right. But it is to say that you need to recognize that they were radical yeah. and did have a huge impact on the way we live our lives today. Yeah. Like, so if it, let, let's say the tomb was not empty. Okay. That, that was a, tr- that was a, a myth or a, a, just a, a legend, or a something. legend, or worse, it was a it was a mm. conspiracy. Like it never happened. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it was something. right. The body was in there, but everyone was like, "Oh, it's gone." Sure. Or they took it out themselves. What's the word and stuck I'm it looking for? It was a lie, lie. But it was you know, I don't know the word will come to me. Fair. It still had a world shaking impact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even if even if it's not factually correct. Right. Uh still the majority, you know, like here That's we right. are. That's right. You know, Two thousand years later. All right. Yeah. I mean, I driving up to the this the Higgy, this millennial uh paradise. Paradise, thank on you. On the wall written outside in huge letters it says it's okay to love the coffee, but you really need to love people. Yeah. Which I'm not sure what that has to do with office space. Uh, nothing. It, the The actual quote is "Love people, not just coffee." Okay, love people, not just coffee. And the name of the coffee shop on the front of the place is not just coffee. Oh, okay. So it's it's a okay. play on, but yes. So, why is it that a landlord, yeah, of office space, right. finds it necessary or <laughs> even beneficial? To none of his own branding, of right? The building, to by the way. to to paraphrase Jesus, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah. He, love, people. love people. I mean, that's yeah. the most simplistic way to say love your neighbor, right? As yourself, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. implied in love people is that you are going to treat everyone else within the Higgy like you want to be treated. Yeah. So essentially, he's quoted paraphrased the golden rule separated right. it from the the promulgator of the golden rule but paraphrased right. it and i don't know that he he is a, a believer of any kind I, either it may not just, make any difference yeah no right? i'm just saying it was, right but to, to further that's right that's right yeah so you know if you let's say just for argument's sake he's not only is he not a believer but he's hostile to christianity okay and he was sitting here right now what's <laughs> yeah. his name again jason or something like that uh, garrett 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 sitting like here, the small apartment, like the small apartment. <laughs> yeah, saying sitting here right now. Garrett's like, oh, you guys are crazy about this empty tomb, you know, yeah. and whatever that is like. And my response might be, well, Garrett, why are you quoting the man? Right. 
Be like, well, I'm not. What, what, do, you not. Think? what, what, what do you think the idea of loving people came from? That wasn't ubiquitous amongst the, your average, <laughs> you know, person, right? Leader. In fact, you know, the, the Jewish theology of the time was only love other Jews because everybody else right. was a heathen. I was just going to say, and and also, you know, eye for an eye and all right. those kinds of things. You don't have to That's love right. them. Like I if mean, they screw right. you, you, I mean, you don't turn the other yeah, cheek. We yeah, don't do that around th- here. That whole idea came from from Jesus H Christ. Yeah. Uh, so you're quoting a guy, right? I mean, and you may not like those that follow him or agree with those that follow him for whatever sure. reason, but wouldn't you agree with me that he had a radical <laughs> that impact? Concept, that yeah. his concept had a radical impact. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to argue sure. otherwise. Now you could fast forward to the radical notion of the of the Declaration: all men are created equal, we have these rights, whatever. Sure. And you could be a person that's like calls yourself a communist and think America is evil and all that stuff. And I would say to you, do you believe all men are created equal? And I think the odds that you say no are pretty small. Pretty small. I think Garrett, if he's not a patriotic American, is going to say, oh, well, of course all people are sure. created equal. Yeah. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, if you don't believe in America, why are you quoting his foundational documents? Because at the moment that that came out, that was not the prevailing viewpoint of the world uh, that all no. men are being. We were in the midst of a status hierarchy, right? So it's to me, it's not so much that the radical notions are. If I to be a minivan centurion, I gotta believe, agree with dread that I'm a Christian and a and a you know an American constitutionalist. Patriot. Yeah, no, that's not what it means at all. What it, you know the the vow of the minivan centurion is simply to love and protect your family. Right. Right. To be an asset to your community mm-hmm. and willing to defend the middle. Right. Now, it's supported by the radical notions, and I would call these essentials, but you don't have to agree. Right. Right. You, yeah. You don't have to agree to join us, right? To, to want to defend those things. I mean, to say that it's imperative. Okay. Let's take a word essential out of it. It's imperative that we treat our neighbors as we ourselves want to be treated that that's an imperative yeah i mean even your most gen x-y guy rejecter of organized religion is going to agree with that yeah if you put it to him that simply well and you know we talk sometimes about you know the third f in f3 being faith and we don't care if you're a bob right. dylan spiritualist right. bob dylan spiritualists wouldn't i mean yeah they reject all that stuff right but they, but don't uh, they don't reject the idea. Be nice to other people. They don't, That's like their big thing. That is kind of. <laughs> I mean, they're big, love everybody, love, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Treat everybody well. Right. Yeah. No hate. No hate. Haters not welcome. Right. <laughs> so I, I suppose I'm thinking through all these things, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to write down how I really think about it. Yeah. And I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna be am, ambiguous about it. I mean, I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna reach back historically and try and search for the underpinnings mm-hmm. of these things you know so you know some some dude who doesn't have a lot of let's just say he isn't as steeped in history or philosophy or whatever but he knows what he knows he knows what he thinks is right and probably what he's gonna say is right so you should treat other people well and everyone's created equal i mean there should i i'm hard pressed to find the argument against yeah. that the, the, you mean that someone would say otherwise? Right. Yeah, no. Now, I mean, unless they're a psychopath or something, you know, a sociopath. Or I mean, like, you know, whatever, but they'd be mentally well, ill. Well, what is the opposite of it? Now, we do have some erosion on this idea that 
uh, well, I should, you know, have to treat everyone with kindness unless they hold views I disagree with. Well, the uh, and everyone's created equal except people that won't listen to what I'm saying or think don't that I'm yeah, disagree don't agree with, with me. me. That, yeah. and that's where orism erodes the essentials, right? So when we talk about the middle, the the, the great mass of humanity, right. right, American citizens who agree with those radical notions, even if they don't subscribe to those, to they think Thomas Jefferson was a racist. But they believe what he said. They can follow what he said. Right, right. They think Jesus Christ is either a, 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 a lunatic, a lunatic, or it was a, just a complete, you know, farce. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they agree with what he said. Right. Right. Okay. So let's get to that. They agree with what he said. Right. Now, standing alone, that's fine. If you, but if you decline to extend those two things, uh-huh. if you say all everyone, we should treat everyone nicely except Bob because Bob believes this, right. or every, all men are created equal except. Nick, because of the color of his skin. Right. Well, then you've rejected radical notions, right? Yeah. yeah because yeah. either they apply to everyone or they apply to no one. I mean, yeah. That's the middle. No, I'm with Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. That's, that's yeah. as simply as I'm trying to put it, which brings us to this week's drop. Yeah. Which is called the cadre. The cadre. Right. So uh, if you have read it or you're in the military, you know what a cadre is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a small group of leaders around which a larger, larger entity can be built, constructed. Yeah. So, you know, when we send a plant team or something to, you know, a distant location to plant an free workout, mm-hmm. in a sense, that's recreating a cadre, right? Right. So uh, if you go to basic training, uh, the sergeants, you know, the drill sergeants, whatever, they're part of the cadre. You know, they're the yeah. trainers. Yeah. In F3, we have a cadre. Right. That runs our GTE program, runs the... The, the ruck portion of GTE program. Right. And we have now a cadre academy for them to be trained, right? We, yeah, so we held one, yeah. Right, so they'll be excellent at it. So the idea of the cadre in terms of the new Venturian is to, is the idea that there's going to be a smallish group of men who very much subscribe to these notions mm-hmm. and are dedicated to the protection of their families, being an asset to their community, defending the middle, and are willing and able to spread those ethics and values and yeah. beliefs to other people. Right. That's what the cadre does. Yeah. I, I've been uh, referring to that uh, as GDTL, as the GDTL. The uh, you like that? Yeah. Like go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the the uh, the Good Samaritan. Yeah. KJV. Uh, Christ says now. You know, after he says, oh, so who's yeah. your neighbor? And, well, right. Okay, right. He says, go and do thou likewise. Oh, okay, good. GDTL, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, and, and essentially meaning, now you now spread this. Now you know. Now right. teach another man how to spread it and teach another man how to teach That's another right. man and then and spread. So the original disciples, uh, you know, last Judas. Right. That, they were formed into a cadre. Yeah. Right, upon which, yeah. you know, a cadre that ultimately, you know, spread to millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, and that's really the most difficult but only successful model for doing so. No, that's how you have to do it. History indicates. History would indicate, right? History would indicate. I haven't seen anything else be that successful. So uh, within that, um, cadre has to be durable, speaking about fragility before. Right. Because these ideas that the cadre is spreading are not going to be popular with everyone, there's going to be orists out there yeah. who are in league with the splitter, 
who doesn't want any of this to happen. Right. Who, There's those. Right. Who would have us at odds with one another, exploit the na- the natural flesh-based inclination towards factionalism, mm-hmm. and to split us apart. Yeah. Right? And yeah. the orists, most of whom are don't realize they're doing it, but they're they're helping yeah, that. Right. That I was just gonna say I you know, sometimes people and we've we've had this characterized in some ways that somehow uh, our belief is that you know we're we're being orus because we're saying orus are evil or something like that. No, no, no. We're we're simply saying that this seems to be the philosophy that that orism is evil. Yeah. Yes, but the people who uh, are doing it, I think they're well-intentioned people. Well, most often, I will say most often, I think they are well-intentioned people who believe that they are motivated by love and love love your neighbor kind of principles. Unfortunately, I think they are uh they they have bought into a philosophy that will not allow for that uh, effectively. Yeah, and you're actually talking about what we call statists. And statists statists are high-control people who react to chaos by trying to determine events and direct the actions of others Ah. through through the power of the state. It's it's that uh, the John Cleese... Quote, you know, when, when people can't control their own emotions, they seek to control others' behavior. Yeah. yeah. That's what a, a statist does. Yeah. Uh, at the opposite end of that would be what I, as a liberal, yeah. is someone who approaches chaos so, by okay. adapting to it by making rapid and necessary changes. Would you just say then that a that statist and or like that Venn diagram just overlaps yeah. a little? But they're not the same thing. Not the same thing. Okay. And a statist doesn't have to be an orist. There's probably some statists out there that like, well, you disagree with me and I don't hate you for it. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I'll just use the power of the state to force you to do it, right? I mean, like, yeah. uh, status to me is at the Venn diagram is with high control people. Okay. You know, so there's a control impulse that exists within us all. Sure. Right? So we face chaos. We don't know why it is. So the impulse to determine events and direct the actions of others is is always there. and yeah. But it's always there to a d- different degree. So... The opposite of control is adaptability, and that's to to make rapid and necessary changes, right? Uh, without trying to direct the actions of others and and turn right. the outcome events. Like right. you, yep. you you look at chaos as uncontrollable circumstance, and you just treat it that way. Yeah, we just smile and go, "All right, well, let's go. That's let's right. figure out how to get through." <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So you know, if the when a Titanic was sinking, um, the status were were very concerned with the arrangement of the deck chairs, right? Uh, whereas the 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 liberals, uh-huh. you know, the high adaptability people were moving like crazy to get on that boat. Yeah, and get vi- as many people on that boat. With, yeah. with a very simple governing principle, which is women and children first. Right. So the liberal is interested in governing principles, like we talked about rules behind the rules. Yeah. Uh, the statist is interested in rules, and is is uh, interested in concentrated power for the purpose of determining events and controlling the actions of others. Whereas, so whereas the liberal, they only create the rules in order to do those things. Yeah. So that, and I, I think this is I I got I launched on this point because if you're mentioned about they could very well be well-intentioned people, and yeah. um, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So you know, there's the ultimate statists, of course, are are Nazis and communists, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, right. who would exert control over even the yeah. most and their leaders were probably sociopathic 
autocrats. Yeah. You know, and and I'm, I can't uh, attribute anything to those men, dead men. I haven't read enough to even know, but uh, you know, like Stalin, Hitler, those kinds of guys, but in concept, the movement, the, the philosophy perhaps was born out of a desire for, you know, this uh, of equality and everyone being okay. And you know, that guy, we're taking care of everyone. So yeah, I don't think that's the case. That is true in the case of Stalin and Hitler. No, I think they saw an opportunity. Or or Mao. Yeah. You could make a better argument in the case of Napoleon and Caesar, who were also statists, though probably not sociopaths, but certainly believed in, In, I mean. In government rule and control. Well, yeah, yeah. determining events and and directing the actions of others, right? They certainly believed in that. Right. Uh, But if you run down the list of common characteristics between a communist and a a Nazi, communist, and a fascist, you know, they share right. most of them. Right. Which is ironic that we put them on the opposite ends of this left and right idea when they really are all together on the status end, right? Right. It's like a big ring. Yeah. <laughs> but to oppose all that, to say, <clears throat> well, yeah, I don't I don't think that a dictatorship, a, a powerful, all-powerful governance mm-hmm. should solve problems and... Uh, by directing, by determining the outcome, and that it decides what it wants, right? And right, uh, and and directing action. I don't believe. I, personally, I don't believe it works. Historically, I don't think. I haven't seen any it evidence, do so yet, yeah. right? And, and I, but I think the great mass of people that support it, because you know, a Hitler and a Stalin couldn't have done it without the acquiescence right. mass. And I think yeah. I will say, well-intentioned, high-control people uh, acquiesce to it. Yeah. They so acquiesce like, well, to it because they they, yeah. they believe that could work. Yeah, well, that's their reaction to chaos. Yeah, they say, okay, well, we just need more control. Yeah, right. right? It's like, it's like uh, I used to describe it to like my kids. It's like trying to um, to ball up a balloon. You know, <laughs> like you can't you can't yeah. ball up a right. balloon, an inflated balloon in your no, you hands because right. it's going to bulge out here and bulge out so there. That's, and a, that's, that's a great that's a great metaphor, and, yeah. and that that's exactly right. Which is why the liberal says he's highly adaptable, and he says. Yeah, none of that's going to work, man. Yeah. Um, the best we can have is governing principles, which we apply equally under all circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the outcomes are what they are, and the actions of others are things we can't control. So the liberal says, the high adaptability guy says, well, the only two things I, over which I have any dominion are what I put into my body, and I would include everything right. that you put in your mouth, you smell in your ears, sure. like you, you hear, view, all you those view. things. And yep. if you work out or not, what you put in your heart. Right. These are things that you have dominion over. Yeah. You also have dominion over what you say. What, sure. What comes out of your mouth. Right. And and, and and would you would you extend that to also your behavior toward others and things like that? I think that that behavior to me is tied to your tongue. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Right. That, yeah. So like if I come up and I don't say a word, but I slap you across the face, that you know. Well, and and right. so you know, and even scripturally it talks about you know thoughts lead to sure words, words lead to actions. That's right. You know, the tongue is the rudder yeah. right. and turns right. great ships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of James about that. So, because the liberal, a high, high adaptable man, the liberal, because he doesn't believe he has dominion over anything but what he puts right. input, <laughs> what goes in? His agency. His agency, His right? choices in and out. Right. So, because of that, he doesn't bother much with control-based yeah. policies. Anything. Right. Yeah. And the high control guy, and he could be a well-intentioned guy. Yeah. Who says, look, if people aren't being paid enough, we can just control wages 
or right. we can just <laughs> control prices or yeah. we can just control rent or we can just control birth control or right. we can control the climate. We can have gun control. So all the, the all the, the ills. If it ends in control. You know, you have two people who dwell in the same location become a community mm-hmm. and then they, then they need governance. Right. And if your view of the governance is to exert control over what they do, History would tell you it does not work. Well, somebody had to decide what was going to get controlled and not controlled rather than everybody kind of controlling themselves based on the guiding principles, right? Right. right. So um, these, you know, this stuff is all, is all that I've been telling you is all zebra jockey stuff. Ah. Right? Book number two in the series. (laughs) But I, I really think now I'm like quarter of the way through it. It really could have been one big book. Maybe we'll which is why it. I'm talking about it now because right. because it all applies. It all applies yeah. together, you know. Yeah. And we keep reproducing the same, you know, the events, the circumstances change, but the same things unfold. So I, I mean, COVID is a great example. High control people reacted to that mm-hmm. to, as wanting to control the spread. Yes, I mean, and then their policy prescriptions were all control-based. Right. Mandate this, right. must do that. Right. So uh, you control, you know, you'll wear masks, distance, whatever, control the amount of distance between sure. everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And then when it got down to the vaccine, where a liberal who might agree that the vaccine might be healthy because the only thing over which he believes he has dominion is what he puts into his body. Mm-hmm. It's an anathema to tell them, right? You, right? you have to. You have yeah. to, right? That's that's really well, the, like this because I've been working on this for months in my head and writing, and it's hard to write uh-huh. to for me to understand it. But I don't even think the concept of Democrats, Republicans, and and uh, you know conservatives and progressives and a left and a right. I don't. To me, it no longer has any meaning at all. Yeah, they're no, just, I think they're just uh, labels. Yeah, I think it used to have more more meaning but now it, it's really funny it's like it's, i'm not uh, sure it ever did i don't, I don't know i'm right. just saying now it certainly looks like uh it's really the same stuff just dressed up a little different yeah so i think where the way i see the political spectrum and i'm not just talking about the government but governance but corporate mm-hmm. uh, corporations any organizations run it's really through this through the lens of uh the control impulse mm-hmm. you know high control on one end and, and high adaptability on the other and then that leads to whether or not you're a statist or a or a liberal. a liberal and a liberal, a true liberal, someone who's really on the far end of that, um, has few governing principles, but is adamant that they're always adhered to. Yeah. That and they're they're applied to everyone equally, regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. Which is why that's on a skinny end of that. That normal curve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think true statists who would elevate the interest of the state over individual liberty in all circumstances, that's essentially right. what a statist right. is. Uh, I don't think there's that many of them either. No. They're just loud and aggressive, right? Sure. And in the middle of that is that most people, and I consider them to be selfists, not selfish. No, uh, tell me more. But they're selfists in the sense that they're not interested in making rules that other people have to follow um but they'll accept them as long as they don't have to follow them. <laughs> <laughs> so you know so self well, this is the, the kind of the idea of the uh then they came 
Yeah. Well, that's how it starts, right? Yeah. Then they came, right? So, um, then they came is comes from World War Two, right? You know, and it's the first they came for the first they came for the gypsies, and I right. wasn't one, so I so didn't, I didn't say, say anything, it. you know. And then they came for me. So, uh, yeah, the then they came's are the, then they came's applies to the the selfist because his status quo is paramount for him, right. and he's not willing to fight or speak out if his personal interests aren't implicated by the statist's direction. Sure. So he's like, ah, it's okay, that's okay. Only when it crosses him right. does the selfist have something to say. Yeah. I don't care how many, uh, <coughs> how, how hard you're swinging that hammer as long as it doesn't hit me in the face. Right, that's right. Yeah. And, you can kill whoever you want with it. <laughs> and they're <laughs> analogous to, in the impulse control thing, to passives. They're neither high control nor high adaptability. Is that a fat Ted? Uh, it leads to a lot of fat Tedism. Okay. But the, a fat Ted is basically a passive aligns himself with a status because he's done something wrong in his life. He feels guilty. About it. <laughs> okay. Noted. You know, he's yeah. like, Oh yeah. It's like, because here's the thing about a, a fat Ted, you know, it, it's like, you're not going to get attacked by the liberal. No. And you're not going to get any credit for aligning with them. It's like to be a true liberal is to say these governing principles apply to everyone. And yeah. Well, what are you going to do about all this chaos? I'm going to adapt to it. Yeah. But what about somebody who can't adapt to it? I'll certainly try to help them. Yeah, I'll do well, my best. Well, I think we should make it mandatory. Can't go there with you. Then you're a hater. Yeah. And in fact, Ted, now we are. Yeah. Fat Ted's watching that tennis game go by. Who do you think he's going to line himself with? Be like, uh, he's like, uh, oh, is there a yard yeah, sign? You yeah, you are a hater. Yeah, is, yeah, there, a yard, is there a yard sign I could put up? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, right. How do I, they? Uh, how do in, I pretend like I'm? Yeah. In Nazi parlance, <clears throat> they called them uh, March Violets because they were the last people to become Nazis. Ah. Uh. Okay. You know, they just waited and watched which way yeah. the wind was blowing, and then they said, okay, it's I better. And they may have even been opposed, but when they saw that it was inevitable or that there was danger in them right. that, you know, that could potentially come to them, right. that's when they... Yeah, well, okay. it's when their okay. own self... Right, that's what I'm saying. They that's what I mean by when self. It was like, right. It's self-preservation right. time, and I better... So in the political realm, of which I do not dwell, but if I was, you know, what I would say is to be a liberal, uh, and if you want to... Um, be active in the governance, you have to persuade the selfists to apply the governing principles to everyone, even if it doesn't affect them. You have to appeal yeah. to that. Yeah. You have to find a way to appeal to that. That's difficult. Yeah. That's why it usually goes the other way. So uh, if you're a, if you're on the other end, you're a statist, you just have to offer something to them. Uh, right. You know, oh, yeah. you know, no free phone. Either give them free. something or ex yeah. or exempt them from something that uh -huh. they that they don't want to do. You know, and a lot of these COVID restrictions were like that. They were written that way and say, okay, everybody, but you know, this particular like the when the first first COVID governmental COVID mandate came out, I said they exempted the postal workers. I was like, oh, because COVID doesn't get them. Like right. that's what right. statism is inherently corrupt for that reason. It's because. <laughs> For them to overcome the selfists, they have to bargain with them and right and well it's, and, and yeah. right <clears throat> and tell my kids all the time. That's right. You know the problem with rules, you can't make enough of them. So as we said, uh, and I said repeatedly in this podcast, freedom and liberty are close run things. Yes, it's always in danger of being uh, run over by the statists, and often is in history. It's often done. You know, Caesar. Uh, when Caesar crossed the Rubicon, he was a general. Mm -hmm. It was illegal for a general 
to uh, in charge of a legion to cross the Rubicon. That's like the last river before Rome. And doing so was considered an act of extreme aggression. Mm-hmm. And when he did it, an awful lot of people accepted it. They did because... because they were statists. And here was a strong man coming in and saying, I'm going to I'm going to take control and they liked it. Mm. You know because they wanted to right. outsource their decision making to sure. the strong they guy like who it. would take it for them. They like it. Yeah. Okay. When Napoleon crowned himself emperor, which is a wondrous thing to say about. <laughs> I mean, he did so at the tail end of the French Revolution. They had just gotten r- rid of the king. Yeah. They had just fought a war, a revolution, basically against a despot, a despotic mm-hmm. royal family, and chopped off their heads only to allow this guy to come in and crown himself. Don't worry. I'm not a king. I'm an emperor. I'm an emperor. It's <laughs> a re- remarkable, but it shows you. That's why I say left and right don't make any sense because, you know, we get it from the French Revolution. Yeah. That's where left and right come from. It's right. They, yeah, you remember yeah. telling me that. Yeah. It's where they sat in the National Assembly. Well, yeah. the people on the left were like, oh, okay, let's let, let Napoleon's gonna gonna crown himself emperor. I was like, well, weren't you guys the ones who wanted to chop the king's head off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was a king. <laughs> you know, yeah. they were statists. Yeah. You know? They still wanted the the sure. the governance to take care of everything. That's right. Yeah. So uh getting back to the cadre, hopefully we're arming the cadre with some tenets or philosophical views that they can grasp onto to help them hold the middle. Mm -hmm. Because to hold the middle, you got to convince those selfists to abandon their self-interest in favor of, in favor of ordered liberty. For us all. Essentially, the, the greater good. That's right. The, the, the second radical notion. The, the radical you know, notion. Treat everybody, right. yeah. Right. Because even if statism, and I don't think it works, but even if it does, it's always prone to being taken over by a despot. Sure. I mean, communism yeah. was not supposed to have any leaders at all. Right. Everybody was exactly the right. same. Right. The state was, yeah, it was like... But instead it was like, well, you guys can't figure this out on right. your own. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Right. You just give me everything and I'll dole it out the right. way that is fair. Strange how that happened. I know it seems like I'm right. getting very rich and very powerful. But trust right. me, this is better for you. That's right. So yeah. convincing people of that in order to hold the middle uh, is a full-time job, man. Yeah. And... Uh, at the end of the day, I hate that expression. You know, I said, I said this year I'm going to stop saying at the end of the day. <laughs> well, and we are at the end of the day, though. And uh, I've got your back. Why, why, and why let's be one? clear. I don't like any of those because they don't mean anything. It's when you when you run out of something substantive to say, you, you, you say, say, well, you know, at the end of the right. day. Right. Anyway. All right. All right. Backing up then. Right. Culminating. And culmination. Ah, okay. Mm, yes. Uh, that's my hope for the, for the minivan centurion, that we arm the cadre. Arm, arm them with thoughts, not with guns. No, no. With, thought, no, no. with right. thoughts. But the, but that's the, yeah, I get you. So by by reading this, by listening to this podcast, by reading the book, by understanding the, the principles and, and the things that are, are expressed in there, the hope is that you will see yourself, you will recognize yourself. That's there, right. And that you then will take up the metaphorical battle, metaphorical right. arms, to uh, to you, defend the middle, you'll join the ranks of the many advanced centurions yeah. to hold the middle in Freedom's Park. Yeah, because the light of liberty 
uh, were it to be snuffed out here in America, yeah, would darken the rest of the world. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is funny how how dependent uh, the rest of the world is on whether or not we uh, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Well, oddly, you know, for this little upstart nation, two hundred eighty years old, whatever we are, yeah, uh, we fought off the fascists and we fought a 40-year Cold War against the communists. Uh-huh. Um, we are the really the home of liberalism. Yeah. So I guess our next... Capital L. To, Capital L liberalism. We got to fight off the statists and the orists. Always about fighting off the statists, man. Yeah. Because if they'd have their way, they'd darken, they'd darken that torch. Yeah. Yeah. Aye? Aye. Will you do something for me? Uh Sure. You I'd go, like to do three things no, for you. No, I want you to go, okay, will, will, you do <laughs> will you Will you love and protect your family? I will. Will you be an asset to your community? I will, but only if you uh, help me fight to defend the middle. I will do that. Aha! What were you going to say, though? I was going to say, will you defend the middle? <laughs> <laughs> you, my son, are a mini Vincent Central. Oh, yes, uh, indeed. With a, with, with a giant head for radio. <laughs> it's a good thing this is a podcast. It is. It is. You've been listening to the Minivan Centurion. If you liked it, share it, rate it, and review it. Then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders. You were made for these times. The road will be rough, but you're up to the task. You don't fight alone. You fight alongside Centurions. Centurions.